Freshers Handbook. Hello, welcome along to another episode of the Freshers Handbook. It's still Harry Briggs. And it's still Robin Sargent. And Harry, how are you feeling today? I am feeling fresh as a daisy. <laughs> well, we're here on this episode. We're going to be talking about the different communities at university, different groups, whether that be race, ethnicity, beliefs, that sort of thing. And we just want to... Different cultures. Yeah, yeah. We want to talk about inclusivity at uni and that no matter who you are, where you come from or your upbringing, that everyone should have the same opportunities and be treated the same at university. Obviously, Harry, we cannot do this just ourselves. I mean, we're oh two white males. I'm, I'm not qualified to spend the whole podcast episode talking about things that I've not experienced. I don't have the the best uh, knowledge of purely because of my own background. So guest incoming. Yeah, we're going to be bringing in guests, maybe guests plural on this episode to make sure that we cover as much as we can and we give all our listeners, no matter who you are, a rounded view of the university experience. Yeah, it's interesting that um, 86% of the British population is white, whereas only one in three white people go to uni so a lot of them don't decide that university is for them exactly or they choose other paths which is completely fine um for example people from india and china who live in the uk are twice as likely to go to university which is uh, very interesting indeed yeah it just shows how university culture sort of is so accepting of everyone and that no matter what, what sort of background you have whether that be race ethnicity you sort of all have that equal opportunity to decide whether to go to uni or not and, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that more and more diverse unis. It's are nice. There's lots yeah. more diversity, especially whatever um, you choose to do at uni, um, in your classes, um, on uh, SU events, mm-hmm. on uh, on just events in the city in general. You do see a lot of different people, which I mean, is good. Yeah, and it's like the real world as well. You don't want to be in an environment where you're only around similar people to you because that's not how the real world no, works. And that's you can get in an echo is. chamber of, uh, of views. Yeah, because then also you, you learn things that you may have never heard of or learned before and understand. I think one of the best things is when you see graduation weeks. I mean, we're in the middle of graduation at the end of the year we see loads of people in town i think when i watch it and i look at all the students graduating there's so many different people all from different backgrounds some different ages obviously a lot of mixing of of gender and sex so it is great to see that basically university kind of it doesn't matter who you are where you've come from what your gender race identity any of that is you all have that equal opportunity to go and get that degree and there will be other like-minded people um, that yeah. you can talk to. I mean, and there'll also be people who are different, but will be will you'll get on with like a house on yeah, fire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you may learn about as well and learn things that you never knew when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, also, I, I seem to say this all the time, but different student unions will have different um, facilities and uh, support different services, support yeah. services for... Um, for example, international students. Yeah, that's we, a common uh, one. Here indeed, at Nottingham Trent University, we have a global lounge. Yeah, we have a lot is... of uh, Chinese students as well. From I think it's Beijing University we're twinned with, or one of those exactly. ones. Exactly. Um, so uh, there's loads of different uh, support stuff out there. Um, so if you're ever feeling lonely or whatever, um, check out the episode where we uh, where we talk about loneliness. But there's uh, there's always help out there. Yeah, and I think mental health support, for whatever reason, 
is so helpful. So whether that is because of mental health, like depression because of your studies, or if it's because of you're experiencing other things and social aspects of uni. And I think that's a really important thing. The Freshers' Handbook. Very happy to be joined on a special edition of the Freshers' Handbook this week by the guys at Unilabs. They're the largest student mental health movement based in the West Midlands, and they're trying to end the stigma and empower change at university, which is what we're going to talk about this week on the episode, um, focusing on equality, diversity and inclusion. We've got Thomas Sennett, who is the leader of Unilabs, and also Karina Camder, who is the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Officer there. How are you guys? Thank you so much for joining us over Zoom. I hope you're having yourself a fantastic day. Definitely. Uh, really, really good day. Thank you so much for having us. Um, uh, it's great to talk to you uh, this morning um, at, from the Unilabs uh, all about this important topic. Hi Harry, thank you so much for having us today. We're excited to talk about this more with you. Before we get going, can I just ask you, um, what is Unilabs? Of course, yeah. So uh, Unilabs is a group of us. It's a student movement all about um, supporting our students. So again, through mental health, through EDI, uh, for all different types of marginalised groups and communities, offering them support and uh, we offer campaigns and different things um, as part of our um, group. And Karina, what's your role in the Unilabs movement, which sounds great, by the way? Thank you. Um, so I'm the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Officer. And what my role is to really make sure that those marginalised voices of students are really amplified, that their needs are being catered for, and that, you know, with the stigma of uh, mental health and well-being, we find that those marginalised groups of students usually do um, hide back a bit more and, you know, are not able to truly talk about it. So, yeah, that's my job in Unilabs. That sort of leads on to my first question, actually, Karina. Why do you think it is that... Um certain certain people don't don't speak up um on, on the matters what do you think needs to improve um specifically when it comes to equality diversity and inclusion at university following on upon your experiences as a student and i suppose why you decided to set up unilabs what was it rooted in Unilabs was set up by tom our amazing founder and um the reason why we're so different is that we're speaking up for marginalised groups as marginalised students. Um, so we really have that first-hand experience of, you know, f finding struggle in being able to access support services at university. Um, and I do think that at university, diversity can be included, not just by staff, but also by students, by, you know, joining these mental health movements, by starting these movements. And, yeah, kind of nudging staff um, to, you know, make it more of a priority. Lovely stuff. You say nudging staff um, and making it a priority. How do you propose that you guys do that? Because uh, it's tricky to make change happen. Um, so we know uh, change can be very, very difficult in the university. Again, it's like going through senior management. It has to go through student unions. So it is really, really difficult sometimes um, to make those achievements. So again, it's just supporting for those people that are the change makers in universities, so student unions and 
uh, accommodation and all the education services are really, really important. So what we try and aim to do is make sure that uh, we target support, we target uh, our uh, outreach, our different things that we are offering these students to make sure that um, the message can get out there to senior leadership, senior management, just on what improvements need to be made and um, what things um, that student movements can do to make sure they can implement change within their university. Amazing. So you're kind of like um, uh, a spokespiece of this is what, what you should be doing. And we'll talk in a bit about your projects that you that you have, um, which are great and some great collaborations. We'll talk about that later on. I want to hone in, Karina, if I don't mind, on your personal experience at university, because you're currently a student right now in Birmingham. Um, question one is, are you, are you enjoying yourself at university? And I, I hope the answer is yes. And how have you found your experience so far uh, when it comes to inclusivity? Thank you for that question. <laughs> I am enjoying myself. I think it's, it's been really great. Um, on the academic side, I'm, um, I'm studying geography, so it's, it's going really well. But um, yeah, I think definitely as, alongside all of the good stuff, comes you know difficulties especially when you're starting out um as a young um Punjabi woman myself it's difficult to join a new university and face that imposter syndrome feel that you know you don't belong or that you're not represented well enough so I think that definitely has impacted my experience and especially with mental health there are mental health provisions in place definitely but I think it's it's difficult when you're trying to find um, someone to speak to that looks like you or, you know, has similar experiences because that relatability factor is there. So, yeah, definitely. And I, and I think definitely that could be um, changed. And that's that's what we're trying to do at Youth Labs, trying to open up the conversation more. Superb. Is it is it a case of um, you arrive at university on the first day and it's a load of white middle class people not a lot of them are from the city a lot of them are from from the region and is it a case of um it's hard to fit in or do you find that a lot of people at university are accepting and welcoming and things have really improved over the last i don't know 40 50 years as universities have become a lot more um accessible i think you do tend to find a large group of white privileged students who are there but also, I do think that there are a lot of people who are accepting because I've had amazing experiences with staff members who are wanting to learn, wanting to, you know, improve their services for our benefit, which is amazing. Um, and I think that's the hope of, you know, university improving over time. Um, I think EDI is slowly becoming more kind of popular in the sense that it's been spoken about more. Um, and especially, I think, students are speaking out more they're doing a big chunk of the work you know um i personally know lots of students who are involved with different campaigns um whether that be in the lgbtq plus community or edi and bane disabled community for students so yeah i, I have hope that you know students will speak out and continue to make long-lasting change and when we mention EDR on the podcast this week we're talking about equality diversity and inclusion three very important things which sometimes get overlooked when you're at university as a student Tom I'll come to you on that sort of similar question do you think things have improved over time since you started at university I know it wasn't too long ago but I guess things if things were all happy and dandy 
Unilabs wouldn't have been set up. So you clearly think there is some improvements which still need to be forthcoming. I, I think there's, in general, and in my own university, definitely, um, there is things that aren't, you know, um, in place which needs to be in place. In general senses, um, there is a lot of issues with marginalisation within universities. And again, from my experiences, um, I've been pretty lucky in a way, but I know there's been people in my class, in my places, uh, that do feel like they're marginalised and do feel like they need to talk to someone. So, again, there is opportunity, uh, the opportunity for those people um, to have a voice with us. And um, I think there is, again, in the national inspect and everywhere in between that, um, a lot of um, people that feel that they're very isolated at university and again it's a lot of international students as well um we had a look at some statistics and we found that international students really really find it hard to really really be inclusive and with different uh, people within the universities again for people who are uh, obviously not from um, a uk background um so that is a really really difficult thing um again ucb um really does make sure that they can be more inclusive with that so i do see that happening but again it's not uh, broadly ranged in the higher education sector uh, shown everywhere um, in every university so this is something that obviously needs to change and needs to be much more looked at within accommodation within student unions and accommodation and university as well um, but no, I think there is room for changes and this is why we're here um, to close that uh, gap, gap at the moment that we have at the moment. Yeah, over one in five students are international students studying from abroad here in the UK and sometimes at very heavy costs to their family, um, which is which is worth mentioning. So it's a heavy, heavy percentage of, uh, of the university um, of the university life. Um, you, you mentioned uh, accommodation. You think that's a really good um point that could be improved upon um, in trying to get rid of that marginalization which happens at university what do you think specifically could be could be done when it comes to accommodation especially I guess in that first year when people are studying in uh, most of the time university um, paid accommodation university paid halls do you think improvements can be made there yeah definitely I think there could be uh, changes that could be made into there clicking happens a lot where people click with people and that doesn't uh, help those people that are feeling a bit marginalized and people that aren't having those group of people so again they have their own little niche group of people but they don't have other friends or other networks or other communities in there it's just spreading community it's spreading um, more awareness of that so again putting more events on um buddy systems are really really useful so again for year threes to support our year ones when they're transitioning into university again transitioning is really really important because what happens a lot is these people drop out and they drop out in numbers you know the numbers are still really really high and i get messages and emails coming through saying you know i've had to drop out because i felt really marginalized by this so again Again, it's improvements, it's changes that need to be made within university and in accommodation, definitely, to make sure that, again, like buddy systems, um, friendship areas, again, uh, more uh, led cultural events, um, 
also different events as well to bind those communities as well cultural days which were really really successful for my university uh, to make sure that people uh, are represented better and are feeling like they are more of a community and it's not just small little communities within university it's one big community for a multi-diverse um, university experience that is superb. I think you're completely right. That's definitely the aim. Anyway, whether that happens in practice, we're going to talk about over the next um, half an hour or so. We'll, we'll come on to your ideas or, or preposition and some of them which have been um, included in certain universities, body systems, friendship areas, cultural days. But before you do that, I wanted to talk to you, Karina, about when you first arrived um, at university. Um, when you're there on day one, I remember when I was there on day one, very daunting experience. Um, I was just wondering if in your accommodation you found that inclusivity uh, and diversity was high or, or, or did you feel a little bit like that there was no one like you? So, yeah, definitely. I, I do feel like, you know, there was that sense of imposter syndrome when, as I mentioned earlier, when I first got there. Um, that kind of guilt in yourself of uh, am I in the right place do I belong here am I you know worthy enough and I think it does play on your mind especially when um, provisions aren't put in place or it's not mentioned enough you know that the maybe the university are saying you know we want to improve it but where's the action behind that the actions speak louder than words don't exactly. they do you do you agree with Tom on the sort of the cultural days, body systems, friendship areas, or do you think actually it, you don't, you shouldn't have to do these things for for the diversity to to just it should just be seamless, shouldn't it? Surely. Um, I do agree with Tom with all of these um, amazing like small little schemes because I feel like it has to start from somewhere, and if it doesn't start from students, then we can't you know continue that change. I th I think. Um, where we are in the West Midlands, it's such a beautiful region and that should be showcased for. And, you know, we saw that with the Commonwealth Games and other projects, but um, unfortunately, when you, are, when you are in a marginalised group, you tend to go towards those people that look like you because it's not shown elsewhere. It kind of, you know, defeats the whole purpose and then those pockets of groups, you know, show up. So I think friendship schemes, buddy schemes, rep schemes, you know, really highlight and empower people that are, you know, don't have a voice or their voice goes unheard. I can't speak on behalf of the university at all, but I can only speak from my experience and, and, uh, and people I know at university and their experience. And I get the, the sort of vibe that at universities up and down the country, they feel like they have to do something for diversity, but I don't, I, I think they just like to tick a box. And I think that is the thing that kind of has to change. It's like when I started at university, when, uh, when I was in halls, um, I lived with eight people. We had one, uh, one black person and the rest of us were, was, uh, the rest of us were white. And the majority, not, uh, not in including me, but the majority were, were educated at public school. And it's, it seems to be the thing that um, they seem to just do enough. But, but actually, they should be, they should be doing more. Do, do you agree, Karina? 100%. I feel like... To spark that change, there needs to be an initial step to like step out of your comfort zone. I think that there needs to be those like uncomfortable questions to kind of acknowledge that something's not going right here, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I, and I think, um, yeah, as I mentioned before, that that has to start within students because we have a voice. I think you know, and 
um, staff can, you know, help us as well and, you know, aid us as well with their, you know, resources, connections. But yeah, I, I do think that we need to start a conversation and uh, speak, not be afraid to speak about it, not be afraid of getting things wrong. It is great that Unilabs are starting that conversation, which um, which is brilliant because it needs to happen. And we have a whole episode on uh, the student activism and uh, the, the, the power of when students come together, the voice that they have is actually really significant. And um, you, you can be a force for good, but it seems to be, this is just looking at the history, only if you have a lot of people behind you because then the universities will start listening to you when they have no other option so it really is all about the um about the student activism um tom um, i want to focus now uh, on your specific university uh, in birmingham which i know is a different university in the west Midlands to karina can i ask you um what are the sort of things already um that the that your universities are doing when it comes to equality um and, and diversity and maybe talk a bit more about your body systems friendship areas cultural days what are they and secondly how do they help when it comes to improving edi yeah great question um so basically uh, in the last few uh days and weeks uh we've had the black history month which has been really really successful within our university again um with uh, presentations um groups and support um functions as well workshops and all sorts of different things as well um they have been really really su successful in uh university um because they're able to obviously promote more awareness and put more help and support for our students and also um the body system that uh, the international team put in uh, really do support our students as well which is really really good and um, because it can support obviously them coming into university as well um, from from what we've seen, what my university's worked on, I've wanted to obviously build it up onto what body system on our side, and also working on um, friendship areas and stuff like that. So again, um, working with our partners and working with our people as well um, to build up on cultural days, which you, my university did, and really like um, increase on increase on those and obviously add more value to that more universities more places um just to bring more awareness on on, on this uh, matter as well may i ask what cult what a cultural day is of course you can yes uh so our cultural days uh we did was uh, bringing different cultures from different uh, different backgrounds different ethnicities and different um countries and bringing them all together in one um place in in our university uh we did like a cultural day where everyone like came together and we spoke about obviously you know we had some people speaking we had uh, obviously different foods uh and it was great uh just come together as a as a group of people in our university um to spread more awareness and obviously to um really show how diverse burning really is really um so it's been really really successful as well and on the ad hoc to that um my um well-being society is hoping to do more of a cultural well-being day um which is brilliant obviously because what we'll be able to do there is work with people from uh different backgrounds different BAME backgrounds and obviously offering more of a cultural well-being day on mental health all sorts of different things as well obviously this has obviously helped me uh grow this into what uni labs is today and obviously with the connections 
questions I've got from different things I have been doing, it allowed me to um, expand on that and um, maybe put some more effort of um, more cultural things um, going up, going on for the uh, uni labs in, in, in the future as well. The Freshers Handbook. Now, specifically, what Unilabs are doing um, to sort of change the, the stigma and empower the change that you, you so crave at Unilabs and, and talk about your um, associations uh, and how they came about. Yes, definitely. So um, there is different things we are offering uh, within our university. Obviously, first of all, uh, we pushed out our EDI statement. So that went out yesterday. Um, so the EDI statement basically is telling them what the issues are at the moment. So obviously, religious uh, timetabling, uh, within um, getting you know, doing a religious prayer, uh, also like um, understanding. Mature, uh, mature applicants and their childcare, um, BAME students being more represented. Um, so there's different things like that that are really, really important. So again, we set out this, the deadlines and stuff and what, what we thought that would really um, hit that uh, mark. Now, the second thing we did is have partners to what we are obviously offering here at, Un at Unilabs. So what we did, uh, we reached out uh, to uh, co-op and the uh, loneliness project so uh, they help with the loneliness of and stigma of students as well and uh, that really really supported us so we we're able to now make a campaign we're able to support them um, on making sure that there is more diversity and there is more inclusion for our students who are international BAME and who are from an EDI background so making sure they are um, supported as much as we can so um, that has been a really, really good and successful uh, launch for us on getting those partners again we're working on other partners as well and they're coming up very very soon and more on the EDI side we've also had some really good success um, from a potential bidding of with Totem and we've also had some great feedback from uh, UniKit out so again uh, working with them on different things we can offer more awareness as well because they have such an outreach to our international students as well as our BAME students as well so again those portfolios are brilliant for us as well now the third and final one is um, obviously working with accommodation which which is our new model, which we're bringing in soon. Um, but obviously, we want to work uh, with our students as well. So we want to do rep, we've got some rep positions coming up. So again, bringing these students in from different places, from BAME and uh, backgrounds that don't get represented, so they can be supported as well. Uh, and also workshops as well. We go to do a lot of presentations, loads of things just to integrate with our community and to make sure they are heard as well. Let me ask you, Thomas, about that uh, equality, diversity and inclusion statement, which you put out yesterday. Why did you put it out? Great question. Uh, so basically, our EDI statement uh, is out uh, to support our students and obviously uh, to let them know what problems that our people are facing. So um, in our statement, we wanted to make sure that our students have accessibility uh, from all backgrounds to university. So making sure they are being able to be uh, diverse and be able to um, show their diversity within university. 
Now, the issues that we've looked at and we've looked at and uh, facing at the moment is obviously a lot of loneliness and misrepresentation within the university culture. Um, there's also things like um, spiritual praying, because obviously people are not able to pray sometimes because of their university courses, uh, their modules. Sometimes they have a lesson at 12 o'clock and they don't finish till about two o'clock. Now, the prayer time is normally about one o'clock-ish around that lunch hour time. So again, that is really, really important to our students. Also, understanding our mature students a little bit more, because there is more mature students, and again, more international students, as I mentioned before, that have got childcare commitments. And again, they're being misrepresented because their attendance mark goes down uh, uh, because of um, childcare arrangements as well. But a big one has been faith, um, again, from the university work, from my society, uh, as well as uh, in general as well. Uh, it has been a big uh, thing that we wanted to tackle. Yeah, I agree with these campaigns. I think, as Tom mentioned, you know, food and music is such a great way for people to connect. I think it just breaks the barrier and, and allows students to feel more comfortable not as you know um scared to answer answer questions or you know ask ask questions and um i think as well we should start changing attitudes within students it's not just staff i think you know getting students onto these projects is such an amazing thing because um then they can break out of these collects they can break out of these bubbles that they have been you know uh, solidified in. I'm going to come to you Tom shortly um, just because we're asking all the guests this um, what tips they have for freshers um, who are just getting in getting embedded in their first term and I'm going to come to you first Karina if you don't mind um, if you are a student listening now who isn't your typical uh, white middle class student what advice would you give them about starting out at university and what would you say are the kind of things that you wish you knew um, when you began a couple of years ago? I would say to them, firstly, you belong. Um, you got into this university for a reason. And, um, you know, don't let yourself or anybody tell you otherwise. Um, I would say that there are a lot of services out there, wellbeing and mental health services. So please do find out about them, access them as much as you can. And thirdly, I would say get involved with how as much as you can. Don't be scared, you know, ask, DM and message, you know, some um, societies that you want to get involved with. If you're, if you're passionate about mental health, come and join us, you know, put yourself out there and, and really, you know, make, make it worthwhile because I think that's the most rewarding thing. Rina, what are some of the societies that you're involved in now at university? Um, currently, I'm involved with my Punjabi society. So I'll do the social media for that. And also I'm involved with the Intersectional Feminist Association, which I'm really proud to be a part of. Um, and obviously Unilabs as well. So That's the great thing about university. There really is something for everyone. And I was, yes. chatting, to a, I was chatting to a fresher um, last week and he was saying, mm, I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm enjoying it. The, uh, the course is hard. I'm, I'm not really gelling with my flatmates. And I said, I said to him, what societies are you in? Because that's a great place to meet people. He said, uh, well, I've not joined any yet. And I think, yeah. come on, you've got to throw yourself at it. it they they don't come to you and opportunities don't come to you. You've got to go out and grab them. Exactly. And, and it is a bit intimidating, definitely. But making that initial step, it is awkward. It is uncomfortable. But in the long term, it's so rewarding. You meet so many new people. You get so many new connections and the confidence. 
And I think um, society sometimes is how you find your passion and where you want to go in with life. Thomas, I think you can kind of agree to that with the, with the whole Unilabs, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, I think, you know, Unilabs was made out of uh, my uh, student union work I have been doing. Um, and I think it's uh, obviously given opportunity. So again, when I started this, it was just myself. It was just me uh, being here and doing absolutely everything. Now that's all changed since I've recruited four people joining my teams. We've got four of us uh, who do a lot of the work now. Um, so it's brilliant, you know, it is absolutely amazing and how much we've grown as a team and everything we've been able to do uh, to, to date, really, and the partners and things like coming on here um, and doing everything like that, making really great friends, great connections um, and really, really great support. So, again, from the student union work I've been doing, it just um, elevates that a bit more from what we can do at student union level to what we can do here on a more of a national West Midlands front uh, moment. And finally, before we before we wrap it all up, I'm going to ask you, Thomas, if you've got any tips for freshers, um, another kind of question of what do you think you knew, what do you wish you knew um, way back when? Definitely. So um, I can definitely say um, make sure you don't leave your work too late because that's what I do. <laughs> absolutely bad at uh is leaving my work to, to the last minute so make sure you don't do that um again just making sure you have the self-care and the well-being things that you need uh, making sure that you are fighting for what you need and making sure that you are getting the things that you need because if you don't get them it's going to affect your education getting um your your grades and your dissertations and all that type of stuff as well make sure you join communities i hear a lot uh, from students that they wish they joined a society in year one instead of leaving it to year three it's a brilliant experience so join societies are brilliant and there's a lot of work as well so again like uni temps uni you know temp jobs so again join those be part of that community as well and make sure that you are empowering change and you are literally going to your university and saying this needs change this needs change just fight with your don't fight with your union but obviously you know um keep on you know speaking with your student union keep on really just getting that message home that these need these things need to be changed so there's also course reps there's also different things like that which i didn't know obviously in my first year a lot um but then i started on my second bit more and then obviously I've, I've gained much more experience on those as well so making sure you do that support yourself and make sure that you are looking after yourself as well amazing you definitely get involved with as much as you can and don't leave it too late i think that's another one of those things don't don't join that society in final year and you wish you did it in first year because you're only there for a few years so you've got to make the most of it amazing thank you so much thomas senate and uh karina kanda who uh, both work at unilabs which aim to uh be the largest student-led mental health movement site based in the West Midlands. And it's worth saying here maybe that um, we have got a whole episode dedicated on mental well-being and physical and mental health, uh, which is available to listen to elsewhere in the podcast. You're listening to The Freshest Handbook. Robin, this may well be the last ever episode of The Freshest Handbook. It's been a ride. I've loved it. I've loved it. It's been long overdue, but we hope uh, everyone who's listened to it feels like they've benefited, feels like they can now 
maybe this is the day before uni, you've, you've binged all the episodes, <laughs> you've made some notes, and then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna smash uni now. You know the ins and outs, you know all the tips and tricks, you're not gonna get surprised by anything, and hopefully you have an amazing, amazing time. I completely echo all of those sentiments. Uh, have yourself a great time, and uh, thank you very much for listening to this wonderful uh, podcasting series. Thank you, Robin Sargeson. Oh, thanks, Harry. Uh, and uh, we've only got one thing left to say, and that is, take care. The Freshers Handbook was brought to you by Jano Media in partnership with the Centre for Broadcasting and Journalism Department at Nottingham Trent University. It was recorded and mixed by me, Harry Briggs, with assistance from Sassy Clyde in conjunction with the Jano Media Award at Nottingham Trent University, providing fresh postgraduate students with a chance to create a fully costed short podcast series. <laughs>